God bless you. May the Lord smile upon you. God bless the saints tonight. Thank God for each one of you coming in and joining us tonight, living the word. Now let's have a word of prayer before we begin our lesson on tonight. Oh God, in Jesus' name, we want to thank you for your grace, your mercy, your love, and your kindness. You have prepared this day for us, and I want to thank you. You have kept us one more day, and I praise you now. Thank you for all that you've done, God, and what you're going to do. We thank you for life, health, and the strength. And God, you give us the power. You told us to lay aside every weight in the sin that so easily beset us. And God, we'll take up and we'll begin to run with power, with grace, knowing that the end uh, we're going to win. Oh, God, and I thank you now. Now, God, uh, use me in times past. Bless your people. Bless the hearers and doers of your word. Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Praise God. Get your Bibles. Get your Bibles. Amen. Get your Bibles. And I want you to go turn with me to 2 Timothy chapter 2. 2 Timothy chapter 2. I want to look at verses 1 through 4 and um, we'll be going a little further with that. Um, 2 Timothy chapter 2 verses 1 through 4. Now therefore my son be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that thou hast heard of me among witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warreth entangle himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who he hath chosen of chosen him to be a soldier. On tonight, we just want to discuss and talk about, and yes, you have to fight. And yes, you have to fight. Um, the scripture has became the theme of this particular scripture has became the theme of, I would say, each and every person that is living a holiness life. And it's, it's, a, it's a moment to where we must reflect on that, my brothers and sisters, that we are in a battlefield and we're really we are fighting do you not know that we have to fight for so many things we, you, you have to fight for your prayer life you must fight for the life that is a life of sanctification and you have to fight this holiness life 
that should be, it is a, um, I don't want to say a clarion call, but if we really dig down and look at what's going on in our life, according to the word of the Lord, and at this particular time, we understand that discipline is a staple in the life of a believer, world, universal. The, the ability to separate ourselves from the carnality of this life and really engage in the fight that we must fight through Christ Jesus. When we look at the difference, and, and you know what, it, it's really the difference is, and it, it's been discussed, it's been talked about um, so much. And my brothers and sisters, the, the, the Bible is our plumb line for living a holiness life. Now, holiness, again, it's not, it, it, it's not a denomination. Holiness is a standard of living. And is that is the staple for the way of life. Why is it so difficult? And we're going to discuss about that. Why is it so difficult for us really to bring our minds and our thoughts and even the actions under subjection to the word of the Lord. Well, the truth in action in 2 Timothy. Faith, faith's work should be alive in us no matter what the situation is. It really, and I'm, I'm going to say it, and I really want you to grab a hold of this. It's not because it, this, this, this is, it, it, God cares. God truly cares about us. But if you notice, God is a holy God. And so since God is a holy God, all the things from God is holy. All the things that belong to God is holy. So if we are in Christ, we are in him, we now are holy people. And the, so the scripture says uh, um, peculiar people, 
Holiness does not make us crazy acting, but it does separate us from the world in which we live in. So, growing in godliness, 2 Timothy, there's, 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 a, there's some action that Timothy invites us into, and, and you'll find it in chapter 1 and verse 3. Um, he brings about maintaining a good conscience, a clear conscience before God and man. Being like God is living, is living the way that God has told us to live. And it involves studying and applying biblical scriptures to our lives. Uh, so there's there's that. Timothy invites us in, in to that. Now, if, if you look at 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 3, if you look at that just for a second, when you're talking about getting motivated, Giving, getting motivated. He says, Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier. And in, in enduring hardness as a good soldier. Ministry in the service of God. You've heard me say often that ministry, when you just look at it, it just simply means meeting the needs of the people. And you really can't be a good soldier of Jesus Christ um, if you entangle ourselves. Look at verse 4. It says, no man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life. Put a pin there. No man that warreth entangled himself with the affairs of this life. We have been saved from something. If we're saved, you are saved from something. Not just saved. But you're saved from something. And do you not know that your soul is so precious that you need to fight for it? Not only that, but well, with that, you must be very careful who you expose your spirit to. Because what, you, what you're doing is gathering or opening up yourselves for more attacks of the enemy. So he says, he says, now a good, a good soldier of Jesus Christ, now it says a good soldier, huh, does not entangle him uh, or herself with affairs of this life. 
it lets us know since we are called by God into a holy living, that you we, we cannot entangle ourselves with the world. Why do you think the scripture lets us know? Come out from amongst them and be ye separated says the Lord. Now, sanctification is a separation. Holiness is the standard of living. It's a lifestyle. Holiness, my brothers and sisters, it is a lifestyle. Put a, put a, pin, put a pin there. Do, do you not know that just, just think about think about this. At one point in our lives, you could tell the difference of the church from the world. My brother and sister, there, 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 there was a difference just from looking. You can tell the difference. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying. God knows I'm not saying. in the church about what you can wear and what not to wear and all of these things. But uh, let, me, let me just take you and take you back just a little bit why we got to that place in our society that the church was looking at or observing how we looked and why it really meant so much. Now, I'm not trying to change that, but let's explain how we got to this point. And I believe with every fiber in me that there should be a line drawn on how we really look. Now, let's explain that. First of all, you heard me say that holiness is a standard of living and it's a way of life. It's a lifestyle. Sanctification, the word sanctification means set aside. Just like I have this, this, this glass of water here. If it's sanctified, it has been removed from the place where it was and placed in another area. It's been removed 
from the place that it was initially based at and moved. It separated it. So sanctification is a separation. But it does not mean isolation. Will you please make a note of that? Sanctification means separation, but it does not mean isolation. And the reason why it does not mean isolation is because how can we win the world through the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ if we are isolated? It doesn't make sense. And the enemy has had a field day with the church and how the church says that we ought to look in society. All right? Now, let me, let me go back a minute. When God chose his people, when God chose his people, what he did was he picked them out. When he called them, he picked them out. And he made a difference with the Hebrews versus every other nationality. Right? There was a difference. Now, God, because God, now watch this, because God chose his people. Now remember, God is holy. Right? We discussed that earlier. God is holy. And everything he has is holy. Huh? If you're in Christ, if you're in Christ, you're holy. In you in Christ, Christ in you. You're holy. That right there sets you aside and it makes the difference. So he's called us. He's sanctified us. Huh? He's called us. He's, he's saved us. Well, all right. Well, I, I really don't want to go there, but let me let me just help you out there. Just just quickly, if you could um, look at Romans. Get your Bibles. Get your Bibles. Just, just put a pin there because I'm going to go back to the Old Testament and I'm going to show you about sanctification and holiness and look and the looks. Help me say the looks of the church. All right. Um, if you look at Romans chapter 10, Roman chapter 10, Romans chapter 10 is very powerful. And for your, for your Bible study, add this chapter to your Bible study. Study the 10th chapter of the book of Romans. All right? Now, follow me. Romans chapter 10 and verse 1. When you look at it, it reads like this. Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God 
for Israel is that they might be what? Saved. Right? Now, I bear record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. Now, follow me now. For they being ignorant, this is 10 and 3, for they being ignorant of God's righteousness. Now, the word ignorant means unlearned. All right? For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. Look at verse 3. Now they're at the place because of not being, of being ignorant, unlearned. They are now trying to develop their own way or what they think righteousness should be and how righteousness works or how holiness should be. 10 and 3. See, when you don't, when you don't take time out, my brothers and sisters, to learn of, the, of, of God, and when you really don't fight for the things that God has for us. Brother Pastor, why do you have to fight if it's given from God? Because the enemy does not want you delivered, set free, and know your purpose in this world. So scripture says the people, Israel, was going about and establishing their own way, which they rejected Christ. Okay? They reject Christ. Now, let me let me fast forward this. Look at verse 8. This is what happened. This, this is what happens when we get saved. Romans 10, chapter and verse 8. But what say then? The word is nigh, even in thy mouth and in thine heart. What is it? That is the word of faith which we preach. So we have it. Where, where is it at? It's in your mouth. It's in the heart. That's faith. That's what has been preached unto us. So then it says, verse 9. And I know a lot of you that are viewing this know this by heart. But let's look at it. Okay. That if thou shall confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. That be, that's there because Israel rejected Jesus Christ. Okay? Verse 10. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. The word righteousness, if I would just dumb it down, 
The word righteousness simply means the right way to live or the right things to do. Just do what's right. Righteousness. Uh huh. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. So we have faith's confession. We have faith. Now you confess it. You confess the faith that you're living with. You confess that faith. You confess the faith by how you live. Well, praise God. You confess that faith on how you even look. Oh, wow. When I watch this, okay. Just just put a put a pin in that one. Let's go back. Let's go back a little bit. God calls his chosen people, happen to be the Hebrew nation. And from, and we know before there was a law, man did what was right in his own eyes because what, what the Mosaic law did, my brothers and sisters, the law of Moses, what it did was it showed us really right from wrong. It showed us sin. It showed us what we should do or what we shouldn't do. That's what the law did, okay? So the law really, when you look at it, the Mosaic law brought us to understand what sin was. Because at one time there was no law and man did what was right in his own eyes. Okay, now watch this. God calls his people out. So God says, he says, listen, I do not want you. Now listen to me. And you'll, you'll find this in the book of Genesis. You'll, you'll, you'll find it in the book of Leviticus. Gives you all the instructions. Now watch this. The law says, since I've chosen you as my people, and my brothers and sisters, it's, it's, it's simple. That's why the scripture says we, we swallow a camel, we gag at a gnat. It's simple. Since God has chosen us to be his people, God says, I do not want you to look like none of them. I don't want you to look like no other nation or country. I want you to be different. Separate yourself. I want you to be a holy people. And I want you to be different. All right? That's where it all originated. That wasn't man made up. That wasn't uh, putting a burden on the God's chosen people. God himself gave instruction that says, I do not want you to be like these other folk. Now, what happened over time, the early church, when they received that, they received the word gladly, and they acted upon it, all right? And what really stood out, they, they put a lot of emphasis on dress, and how you should look. 
because they wanted to make clear and sure that we were not looking like, or the church was not looking like the world, that there should be a difference. Now, what, what has happened to that? Oh my God. Because there's been such a push, a push back against separation, sanctification, and holiness. You know, you got the people come in and whatnot. Well, come as you are. All of that's true. But when you have come into the knowledge, come as you are. Come. Come. And as you come to the Lord and you accept the word of God, and God wants you to grow, he does not want you to be ignorant. Huh? The word ignorant means unlearned. So now you look at holiness and sanctification. My brothers and sisters, holiness is not a new term. It's not nothing new. We should be just like God said he wants his people to be. Since God is holy, you be holy. And all the things you do, all manner of conversations, huh, represent me as holiness. Now, why is that a, why is that a big push? Because, listen, you have to fight. And yes, you have to fight. You have to fight for the things of God because we're living in day and time now that anything and everything goes. And the scripture says, the Bible said that the enemy has crept in the church. And where was the watchman at? Huh? Do you not know the church has never, the price that Jesus paid for the church, the church has never and will never be designed to keep people out. No. Why? Said it often, true, Jesus has never had an innocent client. So the church is not designed to keep folk out. The church is set up to change the lives of men and women everywhere. And my brothers and sisters, the reason why we have to fight for holiness and righteousness so because we are, we, the Bible said we wrestle not against flesh and blood. The enemy does not want the word of God to take root in the lives of people so they can live a holy, sanctified, and victorious life. If you believe that, come on and put a praise on it, somebody. Hallelujah, Jesus. There, there is that great deception of the enemy. So then I had to go back to Romans because Israel rejected the Christ. And I gave you scripture. So don't forget, add that to your study, the whole uh, 10 chapter of Romans. Now, if you, then let, me, let me stay there just a little further, just a little further. I got to watch my time. 
I, I need to stay there just a little further. The scripture says, now this is verse 11. This is Romans chapter 10 and verse 11. It says, for the scripture says, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Now verse 12 says, but there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. Now, there's no difference in Christ. All of the differences are before, pre-Christ, if I can say it like that. Pre-Christ, before you accept Christ. Post or after, there's no difference in us. So what does, what, what does that mean? As we grow in the Lord, as we mature in God, and watch this, when you decide that you want to take a stand for the Lord. Put a, put a pin in that one. Our brothers and sisters, it is not popular to fight. There's have so many conflicts that we are going to um, face. You have um, opposition that we as a believer as those that have accepted the gospel of Jesus Christ and follow the teachings see listen if you don't the, the problems that we're having with how we look what we say and I've said this for a long time let me get back on my soapbox um, the enemy wants us to conform. And see, when you conform, then you're all right. We, we you know, we, we, we're all right. The, 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 the church, the, the church is good as long as you. But when you disagree, uh, when you disagree, then you become a target. I, I I did I did some 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 searching, some studying, and I found out that ten percent of conflicts is due to difference of opinion, and ninety percent is due to the wrong tone of voice. 10% of the conflict is, is due to the difference of opinion. And 90% is due to the wrong tone of voice. Do you not know that we, we shut people down by the tone of our voices? Now, that may not really sound mean a lot, but it does. Do you not know that it's how you talk to people? And especially in the faith family. When somebody is wrong, that tone of voice you have just to beat them down. Huh? If they have not came into the, the, if they have not been enlightened, if they have not got to that growth period in certain areas, we will eat people up by the tone of our voices. 
And the Lord does not want that. And if you, if you look at um, Deuteronomy chapter 13, write, write, write this down, write this down. Look at Deuteronomy chapter 13, look at verses 12 through 18. Uh, when the tribes of Reuben and Gad and the half tribe of Manasseh built an altar at the Jordan River, the rest of Israel feared that these tribes were starting their own religion and rebelling against God. Before and but before beginning an all-out war, Phinehas led a delegation to learn the truth, what, what's going on, and understanding what really, what was happening from Deuteronomy chapter 13 and 12 through 18. Folk got out of sort when Reuben and Gad and the half-tribe of Manasseh started building that altar at the Jordan River. And the Israelites feared that they were starting a new, you know, uh, how can I say it in, in, in these times? Uh, starting a new movement. But all that they were doing, uh, they weren't rebelling against God. They were just um, building that altar. Now, a respect to God. When we don't understand each other in the faith family, the enemy is having a, a field day. That's, that's why I, I begin this lesson. And yes, you have to fight. Do you not know that we should be beyond certain areas of living a holiness life? Certain, we should not have the chip on our shoulder Somebody says, listen, what you, you know, how you're talking and, and the things you're wearing and, and where you're going, that does not represent holiness. You know, when a brother or sister can't receive correction according to the scripture and holiness, what is, what is there? What, 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 what is it or where is it at? the guideline to bring us back into this lifestyle. Holiness is not a free fall. Come on, somebody talk to me. Huh? There is. Do you not know that, that this may sound um, kind of antiquated? But there is a right and wrong way to live for God. You can do everything and please God. And do you not know some folks, they do not want to be told what to do. You remember the script I gave you earlier? They were ignorant, concerning, unlearned. But when the Lord sent, now, now wait a minute. We have, we have a common bond here. What's the common bond? Can I just give you plain talk here? What's the common bond 
to live in holy. It's our lifestyle. Do you not know that holiness people, that's not a denomination. Did or did not Jesus say, be ye holy because I'm holy. My brothers and sisters, we serve a holy God and we cannot dumb things down and act like or project that God's not holy. God is a holy God. And he said, I'm a jealous God and you can't do what you want to do and please me. If you receive that, come on and put a praise on it and praise God for victory. Um, when you look at there's so, so many different um, positions that we could take. There, there's so many things that I could really bring up um, that would really give us the insight. But let me go back when God chose his people. Whenever Israel, the nation of Israel traveled, when, when they came out of, when, when God sent Moses and, 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 and brought them out of bondage. Now listen, and I don't want to go too far off, how the Hebrews got down in Egypt was through one man. And he got down there because his brothers tried, they tried to kill him. They didn't like him, but God spared his life. And the nation of the Hebrews grew by one man. God knows what he's doing. And the Lord has laid this, this lifestyle. He laid it out to us. He has unveiled it. He has rolled it out. He's made it plain. So we don't have to keep stumbling over some stuff that we should be over with. But the enemy wants to constantly keep us back or put us back in the area of that, well, it doesn't take all of that. How do you know? Who really knows the mind of God? Who counsels God? Huh? God did not make a mistake, my brothers and sisters, when he told his chosen people, don't be like the world. That wasn't a mistake. Huh? And we think now that uh, we should blend in and look like everybody, act like everybody. My brother and sister, that's not so. If you want to be blessed, you want God's hand to blessing upon you. Huh? You want to uh, uh, go to higher heights and deeper depths in God. Let's do it God's way. Let's stay on the path of holiness and righteousness and allow God to move in strength and power in our life. If you believe that, come on and praise God for it. My brothers and sisters, 
Yes, we have to fight. Um, there's something that I want to look at because if you look at James chapter four, uh, do I want to stay there? Go to James chapter four, um, and hold that. I think I want verses one through five, James chapter four. I'm looking with time here. All right. James chapter 4, 1 through 5. Do you have it? All right. Uh, he says, from which, this is 4 and 1, from which cometh wars and fightings amongst you? Come they not hence, even of your lust, that war in your members. Look at verse 2. You lust and have not. You kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. You fight and you war, yet you have not, because you ask not. Let me go a little further. If you look at, jump down to verse five. No, verse four. Let me continue. You adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? We underline that. That's James four and four. It says, do you not know, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? Whosoever will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Do you have that? James chapter 4 and verse 4. When you become a friend of the world, you just made an enemy with God. Huh? You fight and you strive for all this stuff in the world, and the Lord told us that what, what we need to fight, we fight the good fight of faith, and fighting the good fight of faith gives you the power to lay hold on victory in your life. But when you become a friend of the world, you become an enemy with God. Huh? We wrestle and fight against things, things that can please your eyes, things that sound good to the ear, and you want to look like you're somebody to the world. But what happens when you really humble yourself huh, before God? And do you not, well, listen, 
Let write write this down. Praise be to God. This is this is hot off the press. Let God find let God find you in your trouble and watch him exalt you. Let God find you in your trouble. Let God find you fighting the good fight of faith. Huh? Let God find you fighting for righteousness, fighting for holiness. Huh? Let God find you upholding the standard of holiness and righteousness. My brothers and sisters, and then God will blow your mind. There's a, oh my God, hallelujah, I got about nine minutes. Watch this, watch this one, watch this, watch this. David, David, and there's so many other scriptures. Listen, you can't never get tired of talking about different ones that we probably hear a lot of because there's so much to get. The, the, the word of God never gets old. You can learn so much. If, uh, if Noah could preach the same message for 120 years, it's going to rain. Uh, so let me, let me move on. David was running from Absalom. Absalom, one of David's sons, wanted to kill his daddy because he, Absalom felt that David did not do justice to defend his sister Tamar with Amnon. So Absalom takes it up on his own hands. It takes him two years to kill his brother that molested his sister Tamar, and he had to take care of her, brought into his home to take care of her. So um, that situation, Absalom was mad at his father about. But he let his anger be kindled. The word kindle means you're adding more um, coal or wood to the fire to make it hotter and bigger than what it was. His, the Bible said his, his anger was kindling. He's really mad at his dad. So he now he wants to take the throne away from his dad. So David yet has a following. He's yet king, you know. And so he's, he's traveling and down in this area of the valley. I better hurry up and, and make this plain because I'm running out of time. Shimei was a friend of Saul. Shimei blamed David for the death of Saul. And David had nothing to do with the death of Saul. But Shimei did not believe that. Now look at David. His son's trying to kill him, okay? He's on the run from his son. He's not gonna fight his son. His son is trying to turn the people against David. David is fleeing for his life. Here's Shimei is blaming again. He's blaming David for the death of Saul. And he's at this place, David down in, 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 a, in, a, in a low valley area. 
Shema is up on a higher elevated plane, but he's kicking rocks. He's throwing rocks and kicking dust and stuff upon David. And one of David's soldiers said, David, King, let me go up and kill this man. Just get rid of him. David said, no, leave him alone. And the man stopped. He was like, David, he's, he's disgracing you. You're, you're the king. And you're allowing this man to talk to you like this? And you're the king? David said, leave him alone. He said, maybe what I'm going through will get God's attention. So he'll come and help me. My brothers and sisters, some things you're going through, the reason why you got to fight, maybe the fight that you're fighting, that's a good fight. And this good fight, maybe in this fight, you will get God's attention. And if you get God's attention, my God today, God is a very present help in the times of trouble. Listen, when God comes to help you, he comes, nobody can help you like God. Nobody can do you like God. Huh? Nobody can treat you like God. Are, are you listening to me? Some of the circumstances that you're in, you have to fight. But your fight, I think, who, 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 was, who was the congressman not too long died? Uh, uh, congressman Lewis. He says, if you're going to get in trouble, get in good trouble. Huh? If you're going to get in trouble, my brothers and sisters, get in good trouble. Don't, don't get into the trouble like you want to be like the world. Huh? No, just fight the good fight of faith. And I guarantee you'll lay hold to eternal life. Don't, and, and, and the Bible is right. If nobody lives it, my God today, hallelujah, the Bible is right anyhow. Huh? If nobody wants to live saved, holiness is right anyway. It's not a holiness, it's not a dance, it's not a prance. And, I, and, and, and really, living, living saved, my God, and living in this holiness way, it's not a Burger King type of way. It's not a Burger King type of salvation. Because you just can't have it your way. Uh, so James talks about all these quarrels and things, you know, um, and what the Lord will do. Listen, if you look at verse 7, I got a couple minutes left. This is um, James chapter 4 and verse 7. Scripture says, submit yourselves, therefore, to, the, to God. Resist. Do you see it? I hope you still got your Bibles open. Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. And yes, you have to fight. Don't, don't, don't be weary in doing well. Yes, you know what? You know what? It is, listen, it is so tempting. To just want to throw up both hands and say, listen, I'm, I'm done with this. But God ain't hurt you. God ain't hurt us. Why you want to get mad at God? You want to act like you don't have to fight? 
My brothers and sisters, if you don't stand for something, you're going to fall for anything. Huh? You got to stand. I'd rather stand on the word of God and what is right. I'd rather hate the world and love God than to be a friend of the world. Because when you become, I'll show you the scripture, when you become a friend of the world, you become an enemy with God. So look how we're looking now. We're looking like the world. Huh? We want to be like the world. And the world now is saying they don't talk about Jesus Christ. They talk about a higher power. They try to get as close to as close to it as possible, but getting close is not good enough. You're saved or you're not saved. You love God or you don't love God. This is where you can't go wrong. And let me close with this. Yes, you have to fight. But remember these two things. And I guarantee you can't go wrong. My brothers and sisters, I serve God on a money-back guarantee. Love what God loves and hate what God hates. Can't go wrong. How can you err? Yes, you have to fight. Don't, don't be a friend of the world. We are in such a turbulent time from the, from the political arenas to the far left, the far right. Look at the politics. And where are we at? The church is in the position to preach and teach and live this word like never before. God is going to save through an election. God's going to save through all of this turmoil that we're in. It. God is going to save. God saved through COVID-19 pandemic. Huh? Is there anything too hard for God? No. And when we don't feel like doing anything, what you going to do? You get mad at God, but who gave you the breath to breathe? Hello? You get mad at God, but then look, you got a roof over your head. Huh? You didn't you didn't build it. You're operating a vehicle. You didn't make it on the assembly line. And then you want to get an attitude with God? Huh? God did God, He could have cut you off when you were was in your crazy self. But look at God. I got to leave you, my brothers and sisters. And yes, you have to fight. I love you with the love of the Lord. I praise God for each and every one of you that stopped by tonight, living the word. And I'm Pastor Clay. Be blessed of God.